Hey there, faculty and students. This week I'm offering you a very brief, reflective podcast on the benefits of shadowing for both the student and the clinician educator, and we're particularly talking about preclinical students shadowing. There's lots to be read in the literature about this and about the impact of these kinds of early clinical exposures on MD students, and students consistently rate early shadowing experiences highly for developing comfort in clinical settings for active clinical experiences and learning to be part of the team among other outcomes. So the experience I'm gonna share with this group is uh, something that's pretty infrequent for me because I'm a nocturnist, but it always increases my enjoyment of teaching and my enjoyment of my work. Um, And that's when an early medical student, uh, even a student prior to medical school, has the opportunity to come in and observe me in my role as a clinical provider. I usually work by hospital medicine shifts at night, but when we're surging with COVID patients, I take daytime rounding shifts as well. And the good news here is that students who are interested in shadowing me have more opportunities to do that during reasonable hours. I serve as the Tatnik House Specialty Advisor for Hospital Medicine, and we recently had a career night event where I got to meet virtually with students along with other faculty, and I got to talk both about my training in family medicine and my practice of hospital medicine. One first-year student was interested in, me in, shad- interested in shadowing with me uh, to get a better sense of what that's like. So she came in one weekend when I was covering the surge team on a very busy service. And first-year medical students often have difficulty with the complexity of sick hospitalized patients, and they're just learning early clinical skills. So advanced communication practice is sometimes beyond them, but still I think they find the experience valuable for career planning and because of the connections they make with their biomedical courses. So I asked her as we were rounding to try to verbalize when something connected to her coursework in any of her current classes. And this particular student was really grateful to do traditional bedside rounds. She had had previous shadowing experiences, but these observation experiences were primarily sit rounds where patients are discussed around a table, but not seen. She commented uh, on the incorporation of the electronic health record at the bedside and how I had dragged my computer workstation on wheels around with me to each of the patient's doorways. This made me think about the three pillars of VISTA and the fact that we were able to cover all three of them um, with almost equal time investment in the conversations we had throughout the day. For example, biomedically, she verbalized an upcoming cardiovascular test that included some basics of ECG interpretation, and she was able to connect this to our analysis of one patient's EKG. We were looking at the QT interval. We checked the EKG because this patient was on multiple QT prolonging medications, and we found the QT to be quite long, so we had to change our selection of antiemetics. There was another patient we saw together that had gram-negative uh, bacteremia, and this caught her interest because of a connection she recalled from her infections course. We were able to come up with some possible culprit organisms based on the grand stain, and we talked about the utility of blood cultures and why they're sometimes misleading, um, which made me think about high-value care, another HSS principle. We also talked about uh, the signs that blood cultures were trustworthy, including how many bottles the, the particular pathogen grew in, how quickly it returned as positive, and what kind of organism was ultimately identified. Fascinatingly, this particular case was a real zebra, and that patient ended up having strong strong and gram-negative bacteremia related to this um, 
parasite coming out into the bloodstream. Um, this student and I have been emailing about this case as it, as it has evolved, and the patient just recently went home from the hospital. Um, it was also interesting because she got to care for a lot of COVID patients. And in fact, the day she was shadowing me was my first day after return to work after my own personal case of COVID-19. Um, and it, after caring for COVID patients regularly on the wards for a couple years, it was actually my kids who infected me. But as a fully vaccinated and boosted family, we did really well. Um, but with these new rapid return to work guidelines uh, that had recently at that point been put in place, I needed to let this learner know that I was ill. Um, and it must say something about the community rate because she had also recovered from COVID in the prior two weeks. The school's policy was a little bit more stringent, so she was returning on infection day 11 um, rather than my day six, but we were scheduled to work together on our first possible day um, that either the school and the clinical system was allowing, so that was serendipitous. And on that line of thinking, caring for COVID patients who compromised about half of our service that day was a great experience for her. She'd been learning about it um, for so long and it had affected her learning experience so significantly, but she hadn't really taken care of patients who were truly sick with COVID. Um, she commented on how she'd been shielded from COVID so much thus far um, and walking into a COVID patient's room after a lesson in uh, personal protective equipment and donning and doffing was kind of a, an uncanny experience for her. Um, she observed how sick these patients could actually get and we both reflected on the fact that caring for COVID patients will be such a big part of her career in doctoring probably forever. One thing uh, that was interesting to her was how often we were interrupted in the flow of our day. She couldn't get over how often the work of seeing patients was actually interrupted by pages, secure chats from team members, calls from consultants or primary care doctors, um, and many things in the hospital are urgent. And triaging this urgency of tasks is a really important part of my professional skill set, but it uh, indicated to her that perhaps this sort of uh, interruption is not something she wants in her professional world. Now, when I have LPP students, that's a little bit different. I typically reserve a time to see one to three patients together with that learner, uh, not the 15 to 18 that are actually part of my day. That allows the students to take uh, some ability to focus on history taking and practice exam skills. It's a much slower experience, less oriented towards professional uh, development and decisions around career choice and more oriented toward, towards clinical skill acquisition. I think she left this shadowing session with the distinct impression that hospital medicine wasn't for her, um, but she did love the medical part of the work and was very impressed with the sheer amount of sick people and the constant interruptions. And this is exactly the point of early clinical exposure and shadowing opportunities to see the relevance of your biomedical work and get some ideas about whether you can see yourself in this line of work in the future. And for me, as a clinician educator, it keeps me up to date on how what is in the biomedical preclinical curriculum uh, connects to clinical medicine. So I get some insight there to a part of the curriculum that I don't really teach in. Um, and then the enthusiasm of having a learner uh, with me on the unit just helps to get through a very busy and sometimes stressful day too. So there's that benefit as well. Um, hope you found this podcast on having early preclinical quote unquote learners um, on a clinical service and, and how that can benefit both parties. Until next week or next month rather, uh, take care.